0: Hello, welcome to Local Anesthetic Podcast. This is your weekly injection of mind-numbing local news. My name is Alex, this is Rob. Hello. Um, We can be found on our website, which is www.lapodcast.net. From there you can download all of our previous 70 episodes. You'll also see the links there to iTunes where you can download all of our episodes and subscribe to our podcast or leave a review, if you'd be so kind. Uh, we can be found on Twitter at, at LA LAPodcast. We're on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash LAPodcast. We're on SoundCloud, aren't we, Rob? We don't know the address for that. No, not on no. But we are on there, so that's could good. You, could you memorise it, just for once?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's SoundCloud.
0: If they search for LA podcast, will they find it? If you it?
1: search for www.soundcloud.com... No, but on SoundCloud,
0: if you search for yeah, LA Podcasts.
1: I hope so. Right, it's lo- definitely on there. Have yeah. I mentioned it's on there? Yes, it's definitely
0: on there. Local, look for local anesthetic podcast or LA podcast, and it's always the most recent episode on SoundCloud. So if you want the back catalogue, go to the website or go to iTunes. And if you want to email us in a story that you found amusing from your local area. Then, you can submit it to us at our email address, which is lapodcast.net at gmail.com. You did hear that, right? It's an unusual email address. It's lapodcast.net at gmail.com. Now, Rob, you said you had something you wanted to say at the beginning of this podcast, so the floor is yours. Okay.
1: On Saturday, at my local church, I volunteered, and the more I think about it, the more I think this may be a bad idea, to take part in the local jumble cell. Mm. Um, which I'm going along, I think it's nine o'clock on Saturday morning to help set up. Do you know, to be a, a good sort of conscientious How long does it community. go on for? Because it's until
0: two, so mm. five hours. Are you, are you there the whole duration? Yes, I am. I'm going to stay for the whole. You're going to man a stall? I've no idea. Not can you clue. look out for any Star Wars stuff?
1: Yeah, I can do. I, yeah. I think it's unlikely anything will turn up. Why? I don't know. Yeah, it could, it could do.
0: Anything. Just give me a call. Anyway, the reason I, I I'm collect mentioning... Star Wars things for anybody who doesn't know.
1: Yeah. If not, uh, you should be listening to your back catalogue. The reason I mention it is because the new shopper's coming. They're sending a journalist from the new shopper. Please let it be Alan Woods. It's a female, because the vicar said it last week, but didn't say who it was. But they must come on a regular basis, because the vicar apparently gave the Times and she corrected him, saying, do you not mean it's until two o'clock, not one? So she, it must be. A they know the, the jump sale sell time. So you are. What you're saying is
0: you are obviously going to use this opportunity to tell her about the podcast and absolutely. give her a card. So this yes. is our way because we've been wondering whether we should let the new shopper know about this, and we were going to do it at some point. But face to face will be better because she'll be yeah. able to. I can
1: hand. I can give her a card and say you may be interested in listening to this. Make sure you do, Rob. I, know I will absolutely. Yeah. Don't fail us. I might try and harangue during the whole thing. Maybe just follow around, or maybe like sort of conscientiously like slipping slipping stuff into a bag. Cards, obviously, no, nothing sexual. Yeah, it's not a euphemism, is it? Slipping no, things uh, into her bag. Maybe slipping sli- into her purse, but not a bag. I don't think so. so. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, I'll definitely be sure to, to men- mention it. I'm hoping it's like Lois Wood or somewhere like this. Absolutely. At least a named journalist, you know, not the shitty ones.
0: You'll be like, oh, you'll feel like you know them already.
1: Oh, I'm a big fan of your work. Yeah. We often cover it on the podcast. Are you going to try and bring up the topic of Andrew Park's? Uh, we'll see how it goes tell her about the Britain's angriest where <laughs> we plot the downfall of one man I mean that might be a good way in you know maybe just say to her I, I've been uh, I'm, I'm slightly concerned about Alan Parks so I, I read your paper on a regular basis." Andrew Re- oh yeah I'm not Alan and there's not a good start is it to get the name of wrong Um, Just say, you know, I do like to read his his editor's eyes and uh, I've just been slightly concerned by him over the few weeks. In fact, I've dedicated a Facebook page to him.
0: You could do that, but I think you should just be upfront about the podcast and say we report on, we, we, we we do a local news themed podcast where people submit local stories from all over the country, but my co-host reports
1: some stories from his local area, which is here, so we often have stories from the new shopper. Depending on how, how uh, friendly she is, I mean, if she has like an iPhone, I might just sort of try and download an episode while she's there. Yeah. <laughs> just like, if, you sh- uh, if you let me go onto iTunes, I'll show you where it is, and you can listen to an episode on your way home. Okay, exciting. Oh, I'll, I'll give you an update next week. I'd like that. I'm going to start us off, Rob. I'm going to
0: crack on here with, as I do each week, a smattering of small stories. I've got Fantastic. four here, Rob, and I'm just going to give you brief descriptions of them, and you can choose which ones you want. In the order you want them. So,
1: Rob, do you want hero, onion... Why are you looking? Why are you making that face? Because I just, I just had a story from a listener and just I, I, I was reading the headline. Sorry. Look at that. Hot off <laughs> the press,
0: a story from a listener came in as we were talking. Sorry. As we were on air. Yeah, that's, that's inappropriate. Um, right, one, not inappropriate, but unprofessional. Not... Do you want hero, onions, cow or dog food, Rob? Oh, Alex, it's going to have to be onions. Come on. Okay, first story is about onions... Rob, it's one of those classic, tedious stories. Right. Very small, why did they bother reporting? Brilliant. It? OK, but it's got some good comments. OK. It's from the Daily Echo, Rob, down in Bournemouth. It was from Tuesday, uh, Thursday, the 11th of July, and the, uh, the headline is, Shed load of onions, in quotes, partly, partially blocking the A31 cleared... <laughs> um, there are reports right. of a shed load of onions In quotes across the A31 this morning Some traffic feeds are reporting the onions are partially Blocking the eastbound carriageway of the A31 At picket post near Ringwood But a spokesman for Hampshire police said they have received no reports Of this nature The traffic feed <laughs> The traffic feed reported the road was
1: clear by 9.50am if, someone, if someone's made that up by the way, what what's a what is a collective noun for uh for onions? Shedload. Is it actually shed load? I don't know. <laughs> oh, right. But the point is,
0: if there even if there was a shed load of onions and it's been cleared, why report it? Yeah, because
1: the, so this story is based on absolutely no facts whatsoever.
0: It's based on no facts, but also even if it is based on facts, it's it's redundant fact because <laughs> it's
1: no longer important. It doesn't make a difference.
0: Few comments, Rob, because People went crazy with the puns and various things okay. like that. Yep. Brainy Ollie says, makes you want to cry. Yeah. Mr Pitfall says, sounds like somebody has got themselves in a bit of a pickle. Well, that doesn't
1: really... That's not relevant, is it? Oh, pickled onion. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. 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 Well, they said a bit off the uptake there. Yeah, yeah. Tick <laughs> says, day. police are
0: advising people to find a hard shoulder to cry on. Mm. Tried hard mm. with that one, didn't you? Yeah, he? yeah. Bar Humbug says, motorists were advised to peel off at the first available exit. That's good. That's good, isn't it? Um, and, 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 and last one, Pool Paul says... Good job, it wasn't strawberries. Can you imagine the jam it would have caused? But it wasn't strawberries. So fave, fave that pun for a shed load of strawberries story. Pool, Paul.
1: We don't need it here. I suspect he could be waiting a long time.
0: Uh, right, Rob, jaunt. Hero, cow, or dog food? Dog food, please. Ah, speaking of the new shopper, this might be your way in to, to broker a conversation with right. this lady journalist. You might want to talk to her about this. Um... Because it's from, Rob, it's a follow-up of a story they did initially, which I never actually read out. But it's by Sarah Trotter, and it could be Sarah Trotter who's going to go to the jumble sale. Could be, could be. It's from Tuesday the 16th of July, and the headline is, News shopper reporters try Blackheath dog food fit for humans, and
1: feel rough. (laughs) R-U-F-F. See, if it is her, and let's face it, there's no way I can be sycophantic sycophantic about such a story... Why are they eating dog food? I mean, because why would ba- you call it
0: dog food if it's for humans? Because, ba- no, it's not that. Basically, Rob, there was a story they had a couple of weeks ago about how a, at some Blackheath company has started making dog food, but that's actually fit for human consumption. Not that humans would eat it, but it's, it's, it's that good quality. And what they've said is actually humans could eat this. So, the new, so what happened is obviously the news shopper here thought Andrew Park said, right, one, two, three, four, five, six, you six journalists, you're going to sit down and eat. <laughs> This dog food. Here are pictures of them, Rob. He sent six journalists down there. Here are six pe- journalists eating the dog
1: food. Here's Sarah Trotters, uh, um, she's not an unattractive young lady. Um, she's also one who seems to be enjoying it the most. Yeah, yeah. She that is. can't be the dog food, right? Because it's yellow. No, no. It's un- that's the thing, Rob. It's unusual dog food. Right. Right. The
0: sound of pet food fit for humans drew new shopper reporters like dogs to a bone. Did they... Six fearless or foolhardy members of the editorial team sampled the doggy dinners, but instead of setting their tails wagging, it made most of them feel rough. R-U-F-F. Hilarious. Yes. Uh, It comes after a Blackheath pet store launched pure pet food made from high-quality natural ingredients and cooked up in a human... Um, grade factory The founders claim the grub is so good it's fit for humans And while this might be true, nutritionally speaking New shoppers team will be leaving bowl licking To their canine counterparts The meat and two veg style pet supper is being pioneered In London by Blackheath Pet Supplies Which already stocks many natural and unusual products Such as reindeer, shank and chicken's feet What? I thought
1: reindeer, shank and chicken's feet was a good episode title Reindeer shank sounds like an old, an old 1950's musician <laughs> i are jazz musician <laughs> oh that's brilliant Reindeer Shank ladies and gentlemen Reindeer Shank <laughs> and Chicken's Feet is the backup band <laughs> <laughs> Reindeer Shank and Chicken's Feet or it's
0: compact yeah anyway uh, Pure is the brainchild of two West Yorkshire lads Matthew Cockcroft and Dan Ihar, who dreamed up the idea in their kitchen. What?
1: Dan Ihar. Dan Eha, oh, who dreamed up
0: the idea in their kitchen using a dehydration machine. Unlike many pet foods, which are dehydrated at high temperatures, the food is air dried to keep the natural goodness of the raw ingredients locked in and is free from any numbers. Fascinating, Rob. I'm sure you would agree. Co-creator Matthew Cockcroft said it's quite unique. It is dog food, but it is the first human-grade dog food on the market. Most haven't got ingredients fit for humans. This mimics what a dog would eat in the wild. We have tried it ourselves and it not the worst tasting because of the quality of it. But obviously the new shopper journalist, Rob, <laughs> uh, didn't agree.
1: Uh, just a quote, we've tried it ourselves. Yeah. But I don't know, why... why I mean, why I, I, made, I, what? I understand they're trying to say it, it's good quality dog food, but don't, don't put that human should eat it. Yeah, that's like, just weird, and I imagine it wouldn't be that cheap, probably either, would it? I must admit, I mean, I have some I, I some of the things out of tins that I would suspect that um, are dog food, but are meant for humans,
0: like the Yoldy the Oak American style hot dog that I fed you. Absolutely, And the chicken. Yeah, I can't remember what episode that was, but that was good stuff. I was going back a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, Rob, do you want cow or hero? Uh, ooh, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, let's go with hero. Right, Rob, I'm reading this story for you. Oh, OK. It's by Tim McFarlane. It's from the New Shopper. It's from Tuesday, 16th of July. And the headline is Local Hero Wanted to Open New Asda Belvedere Store. Ooh. The search is on for a local hero to open the new Asda store in Belvedere. The Piccadilly Manor Way Superstore is opening on August 5th and a deserving member of the community is, wanting to be, is wanted to be a VIP for the day. Heroes can be nominated by family, friends or work colleagues and could be someone who makes life better for people in the area, works hard for a particular cause or a person who's renowned for their charity work. So basically, that's, that's kind of it. But the winner, Rob, the person who gets chosen, receives a £200 gift card to spend in the store. Are you, are you thinking of nominating me? Yeah, I'm not sure what for, though. In so, what way are you a hero? Services podcasting. What about we nominate Andrew Parks? <laughs>
1: services journalism.
0: Yeah, yeah. that he brings entertainment to the local community. The <laughs> fascinating editorials.
1: Could we make it so?
0: So yeah. that would get us hit as well if we're doing. That's this. true. Should we write? Because all we've got to do is we um we just email belvederehero at haversww.com. dot com. Yeah, let's do that. And we'll email and just a reduction on their Can Android we just
1: part. make? Can could, could, could we make the email so so tongue in cheek? So no. it's it's, oh, it's on the verge of being, uh, yeah. It's just so ironic, but hopefully it's sort of still say stays with us and say, it's sincere. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay? Sounds good. So we'll nominate Andrew, Andrew Parks. Or, if not Andrew Parks, uh, Alan Ames. Or <laughs> Alan <our> Ames. For his services wildlife. We could, wild we
0: could say we'd like to make two nominations. Yeah, okay. That sounds good. Um, so, Rob, that leaves us with... Cow! Cow. A sad story, Rob. Oh. And something that nobody with good taste would find in any way. <laughs> it's Why from I the Daily Echo. from okay. Tuesday, the 9th of July. Updated is the headline, Rob. Updated... Calf trapped on cliff ledge dies after five days.
1: Right, okay. Then. That's not funny. It's not funny. A
0: calf trapped on a cliff ledge at a Purbeck beauty spot for almost five days has died, despite the efforts of a rescue team and vet. The animal apparently wandered off last Thursday, which makes it sound like it was depressed, doesn't it? <laughs> and its owner, a local farmer, has tried in vain to entice it back from a ledge 15 metres from the cliff top at Langtown. Matterverse. Do you think it was trying to top itself? Because you've even got the owner there going, come down! But it's a suggestion, and he's he just, he just standing there looking out to sea. Yeah. Mm. Dorset Fire and Rescue Service was alerted to the cow's plight on Sunday, but its pool-based animal rescue team had to wait until today so that a vet would be available to sedate the cow. A fire crew from Swanage is at the scene to help haul the cow back up the cliff. <laughs> However,
1: despite... Why, why, why are they hauling it back up the cliff?
0: However, despite five and a half hours of work today, a, a spokesperson for the service said the calf had sadly died.
1: Sadly, so devastated. There
0: are some comments, Rob. Oh, really? Um, from Nobby the sheep says, oh. "I hope they can get it to move." Uh, Black and red it's says, a "Bit tasteless, though." Yeah, Black and Red says, "No matter how many times they're warned about the dangers, there's always some stupid cow who risks their life by to- <laughs> by tombstoning." Tombstoning no, being the practice of throwing yourself into a river from a very large height. Yes. Scrumpy Jack says, I cannot believe it took them two days to find a bet. Poor bloody animal. They should have shot it after the first day, in brackets, or two, when it was clear it was not going to budge. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, that's, that's that's a sympathetic answer. <laughs> Can we find a vet? No. Right, let's just shoot it anyway. <laughs> Can you
0: imagine him standing there. Right, we're on day two. He's not moving. and just somebody taking aim and shooting. I, him just like, the fa-
1: I, like, I like the fact that someone's standing there with a gun. Literally has that's the phone up to his ear. And literally, the, the vet's gone to voicemail. and He's he like, "Oh, fuck it," and just shoots it. <laughs> the guy just falls off the edge. <laughs> what a sad story. <laughs> Okay, Rob. Do you have a story for us, or some stories? For I do you? have some, some stories, and unfortunately, uh, leading on with the animal death topic, uh, and that's where I'm going to begin. Um, so, this story is from the Australian News and Journal. Uh, there's no uh, journalist stated. Um, Hamster died of shock when cage was hit with baseball bat during the fight. <laughs> Core hears. Oh, oh, died of shock. <laughs> yeah. Oh fucking hell! Now. This is a bit of i I've, I've tried to... I've, I've reduced the story, but you'll have to bear with it because it seems that there's a lot going on in this story and this, unfortunately, the the, the hamster was just an innocent bystander. <laughs> bystander, not bystander. Um, peanut the hamster died of shock when his <laughs> <Sorry>. cage... <laughs> peanut? Peanut, yeah, peanut the hamster. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I don't know. He was obviously peanut coloured, I assume. Peanut the hamster died of shock when his cage was hit with a baseball bat during a violent showdown in his owner's flat, a joy he heard today. The pet was killed when Catherine Halliwell's home was invaded by her ex-partner's sister. Invaded? Was, yeah, invaded, yeah. Uh, who was accompanied, accompanied by bat-wielding Luke Walkman. Luke Walkman? Sorry, Luke Workman, sorry. Oh, that would have been a great name. It would have been. Luke Walkman. Uh, Luke Workman, it was alleged. Prosecutor Nick O'Brien said that during the incident, Peanut's cage was hit and badly dented, and he died of shock. Mm. Uh in the Dock uh, Gloucester Crown Courts are uh, Workman twenty four of Sanders Road, Quedgley, Gloucester, and Nick uh, sorry, Natalie I think it's Bitchenna twenty-three of Dublin. Uh, bitchenna. Bitchener. It's Bitch E N O R. You're kidding. Bitchenna. What people I mean, these sound like these names sound made up. What, Luke Workman and Natalie Bitchenna <laughs> uh of uh, Dunlin uh, close Quedgley. Now, this is where it gets a bit complicated. They both deny kidnapping uh, Miss Halliwell's partner, Rupert Bo- Sorry, Robin Bolton, uh, burgling Miss, Miss Halliwell's home in, in Westwood Road, Eb- Ebley, Stroud, Gloucestershire, and taking her phone and assaulting Miss Halliwell, causing her actually bod- bodily harm. So, apparently they kidnapped her partner, burgled her home, took her phone, and uh, then assaulted her.
0: <laughs> what? No, they're denying all charges, right? Yeah,
1: i oh, sorry, that's no, right. Allegedly. Uh, workman also denies having a baseball bat as an offensive weapon. So he says, I was never even a baseball bat on the premises. No, he said, he, I think he, what he's saying is, you know, he just finished going baseball and he just happened to be carrying it at the time of walking <laughs> into this flat. Uh, is it, it's
0: his defence that Peanut, Peanut just died of natural causes? Like, it's just coincidental?
1: Yeah. Because it, it could it, have been, because Peanut could
0: have been at the pit. Camps have done last long. last long, maybe... Just at that moment during this big fight, he
1: happened to die. Yeah.
0: Can we prove the causal link? Can you imagine this in court?
1: I mean, I, I, I would say that, obviously, I mean, a lot of uh, cages do just over time tend to, you know, they tend to rust and, and develop uh, baseball shapes that denting in, really. Mm. It's quite common. Uh, Nick O'Brien prosecuted and said the background to the incident, which happened on the 24th of October last year, was that Mr Bolton had been two, in a two-year relationship with Bitchella's sister... <laughs> But but had left her when her baby son was only nine weeks old. Lovely. Two weeks later, he started a relationship with Mrs. Halliwell, who worked with him in a restaurant at Bloom's Garden Centre, Morton, Morton Valence. That can only be in Gloucestershire. Morton Valence doesn't that sound like a beautiful village, uh, Gloucestershire? You say so. Uh, Becky Bitchella <laughs> took all this rather badly. You so can't be so called right. Becky Bitchella. <laughs> you can't be. Okay. Then on the twenty fourth, Natalie Rung spoke to Mr. Bolton, telling him that he needed to look after his baby because uh, because Becky had been taken to the hospital seriously ill. Not wanting Natalie to know where he and Mrs. Halliwell were living, Mr. Bolton agreed to meet her and collect the baby at a nearby chip shop. Oh God, these are awful people. <laughs> Just leave it. Here. Just leave it on the counter. Just leave it in the chip shop. I'll pick it up later. Uh, but on Nat- the cooling rack. <laughs> back to our story about the past thing. leave next to the till um, but Natalie turned up with Mr Workman instead and Mr Bolton was threatened with a bat by Mr Workman and forced to get in their car and take them to Mr Halliwell's yeah. flat said Mr O'Brien he, I've got no idea what's going on but it's fascinating <laughs> no, yeah uh, he told the court that, Mr., that, that Workman and Bitchella went into the <laughs> flat and Bitchella and Miss Halliwell had a fight uh, Mr Workman came and joined in and kicked Catherine when she was on the floor he also hit her with a baseball bat then, when they were leaving, Mr. Workman said, "Don't mess with gypsies." <laughs> they must be Randomly, gypsies. I presume, yeah. Uh, when when Bichella and Workman were, were arrested soon afterwards, they made no comment. Said Mr. O'Brien, "Where's well, Peanut in all of this?" Yeah, I'm coming to that. Mr. O'Brien said the court maintained he had gone in and, while there, had hit the hamster cage with a baseball bat, and the hamster died of a shock. So he'd done it deliberately. Well, that's that's what they're saying, yeah. Right. No. So it wasn't it wasn't. Uh... Oh. So I think it's uh, it's a sad story, Alex. Um, it's and, interesting uh,
0: that they led with the the Hamster Dying angle. I mean, there was enough in that story not, not to, with all the things the, the, that things that to on. be
1: a supplementary piece of information. It does seem that maybe they have, they don't have much of a case, but maybe there's some animal court to so that they can tack on to the end of it. I would like to say that the the trial continues. May God have mercy on his soul. My next story is, again, about a dead animal, Alex, I'm sorry to say. No, ah, right, OK. It's from the Gazette Held. The story is by Joel Crooks. Oh,
0: can I say, I was about to say that this would all be very upsetting for my sister because she's uh, very pro-animal. Mm. Um, but my sister has informed me when I last saw her that I'm not allowed to mention her on the podcast, even though I've only ever referred to her as my sister, that she doesn't want to be mentioned on the podcast again. So, sorry, sis. I'm not going to mention you on the podcast again.
1: That would make me inclined to mention her even more. But yeah. why, why is this? I don't know. Hmm. Something to hide, obviously. Oh, I would think so, yeah. The headline Wadworth Brewery mourns loss of drayhorse Horse Tom.
0: Right. Tom the Horse.
1: Staff at Wadworth Brewery and devises a mourning of the loss of one of their former Shire horses. Tom worked for the brewery, delivering ale to pubs in the town centre for seven years. Until his retirement three years ago.
0: Yeah. Is he, right. Did yeah. he choose to retire, did he? Uh, or did I, I, they retire him?
1: Uh, no, I think he chose it. No. The, 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 uh, he wanted to church. play more golf. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, he wanted to spend more time in the pub as opposed to delivering to pubs. He was 17 and had been living at Horse World. <laughs> Horse World! <laughs> A charity at Witchurch near, near Bristol. That was an original name. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense, doesn't it? What's there? Horses... It's Can you like imagine a water. cow world? There probably cow is a, world. you say that there probably is a cow world somewhere in the near somewhere, somewhere stoke world, possibly there was a monkey world near Stoke, Stoke, not Stotes. <laughs> Maybe a place called Stoke. Anyway, um, he
0: died peacefully thought, on Monday. Does does monkey
1: world encompass most of Stoke? <laughs> no, that's not that's not a, a commentary on the, on the residents of Stoke. But <laughs> it's 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 somewhere outside. Outside. No, Considering we have a listener from from Stoke, he might find that offensive. I don't care. Okay. Well, I mean, let's face it. You've never visited. Um, I've never been to Stoke. He okay, Let me move on one story, but this is important. He was the inspiration for eight-year-old Alfie Walker of Westbury, who did two sponsored cycle rides to World, raising more than two thousand pounds. Why was he the inspiration? Um.
0: Did he motivate? He, you? Ment- he was mental. To-
1: doesn't say yeah, you can do it <laughs> I don't know
0: if that's how a cow would talk Sounded more like a goat talking he's
1: it's, it's, it's a horse Alex it's not a cow oh yeah it's, horse sorry his last ride from, from, from uh, Wadworth Broad to Horse was in May this year Tracy Hurdle sorry, Hur- Hurl? No, sorry Tracy Hurdle no Tracy Hill. marketing Tracy, you, you said Hurdle because you're reading about horses yeah that's what it was Tracy Hill, marketing and stable administrator at Wadworth. said Tom was a gentle giant and we missed by everyone that knew him she said Tom spent over three years at Horseworld, and we'd like to thank all the staff who looked after him so well, and made Tom's retirement such a happy one. He thoroughly enjoyed being out in the fields with his new friends, and meeting other visitors who came to see him at the Horseworld Visitor Centre. They don't know that. (laughs) He told them, Alex. Right. It was was in his his
0: will. Um, There's some comments. I don't understand, Rob. Is retirement euphemism for the fact that he's dead, or did he die after retiring? Because no, retirement, no, no. you know. No, no, no. He, in, Blade he, he, Runners, he, he, in Blade Runner terms, retirement means you, you're no. Not they didn't stopped. retire him. Did they? Did they not just take him out into no, the back no, no. of he, a field? Did they not just take him out into the back, the back of a field and shoot him? No, he was a
1: shot in the head. When, no, no. He he retired and then went to horse world. The horse They didn't the, say how he died. He died. It does say he he died peacefully in his sleep. <laughs> right. We were talking over that, but I did. not Yeah, he did. He died peacefully in his sleep. How do
0: they know he didn't die of shock from something that was happening at the same time?
1: Good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A few comments. Simmons says, Ah, that's why sort of the the fitness and Tesco lorries heading that way. Uh, horse meat joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tucker 1303 says, What a comment. You really made yourself such a twit there. I'm really not a horse lover. Though I think the horse jokes have fizzed out now. Not if they're not fun anymore. It's a fair point. Lighten up, mate. Yeah. (laughs) Simmons responds by saying, Don't saddle me with that, Trucker 1013. Nice pun. Yeah. Um, Ang wh nineteen says, "RIP Tom. You were such a lovely, gentle giant. A lot of people miss you. Apart from that twat, Sirins. <laughs> right, okay. People really getting on him. And uh, Sirens responds again by saying oh hoof it again. That doesn't work. No, twat. have it again. I think it's a twat. Okay. I think it's a poorly fair comment. Uh, one last story. Is um, it another animal death? <laughs> <story>? <laughs> no, it's not. No. no oh, no. we've had three in a row now." Yeah, no, I... I, I you do realise that. I'm going to lighten the mood somewhat. We've had a
0: cow, a hamster, and a horse. Trifecta.
1: <laughs> I don't know if we've had a record. Have we ever had three... I animals? don't think we've had three animal death stories in a row. No, right. um, the, it's also in the Australian News and Journal. Uh, there's no... Oh, no, the, the journalist is the faceless SNJ reporter. Driver left after crashing into public toilet. are uh, appealing for information after a driver left the scene of a collision after crashing into a public toilet in Stroud. The incident happened around 6.30 on Sunday, July the 14th, on Bedford Street in the town. The vehicle, a blue or black Volkswagen Golf, drove into the metal door... Blue causing... or
0: black? Yeah. Witnesses, is blue that confusing a colour from black? Alex, quite if, so. if you
1: just seen a car crashing into a public toilet, would you really be standing around long enough to note what colour it was? What, would you just run off in a panic? suppose if I was in the toilet. <laughs> um... Can you imagine something in there? Jesus! <laughs> I I obviously scream in a more masculine way. Um. Mm. Yeah. Drove into the metal door, causing uh, damage to the door and the brickwork. The Driver of the car left the scene of the collision and drove off in the direction of Russell Street. The driver is described as white, male, around sixty years of age, with a large build. He had a bald head with long hair. Had a bald head with long hair. <laughs> bald on top, presumably. Yeah. Long hair. On the Terry Nutskins. <laughs> yeah. Basically Uh, he had bald hair with long hair at the sides and a beard he was wearing a blue or white t-shirt. <laughs> See? See? <laughs> blue or white? Was the car That's blue? quite the difference.
0: Was, I don't know. There was blue there somewhere. What's happened is the witness says, I remember blue. Was uh, it the sky? <laughs> was it the sky? Oh, that was it. It was the sky. It was the sky that was blue.
1: Any real information about this incident is asked contact Lossary Police on 101 quoting incident number 40434. You can also give information anonymously anonymous but contact the charity Crime Stoppers and you may receive a reward if someone is arrested and charged I, I really it's a loo, loo roll. I really hope there isn't an, a, 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 a what's it called a reward for yeah, I think there will be a nine pack of loo roll <laughs> yeah, think, okay glue the there's one solid comment. Um, Deep Reaper says well George Marker must be on tour I think we need to move on after that comment <laughs> agreed <laughs>
0: Uh, Rob, I've got two stories here nice. for you. Um, neither of them are very long, but they're both good ones, Rob. Uh, this is by Robert Fisk, Rob. It's from Tuesday the 16th of July, which is... Uh, we're recording today, which is the 30th. Two days ago. Yes. Orpington Bowling Alley discriminated, in quotes, against lesbian couple on family trip.
1: Right. I could have a family. They're not my children. This is, a g- uh,
0: this is a great story. <laughs> no, sorry. A lesbian couple have been left feeling angry and discriminated against after they say they were made to prove they were a family at a bowling alley. Right. Michelle Giddens and her partner, Gemma Lloyd, 28, were looking forward to having a family night with their two children at Palace Super Bowl, Holmesfield Rise in Orpington. But when they got to the counter and asked for a family ticket, Miss Giddens of Summerhouse Drive, Swanley, claims she was told a family ticket is for a husband and wife and two children. (laughs) Right. The 28-year-old said, I asked for a family ticket and the man looked at me blankly and I said, is it cheaper to pay singly? And he looked at me as if he did not understand what I was saying. Then I said it a lot slower to get him to understand. He said, a husband and a wife and two children is a family and that made me mad then. We had to prove we're a family so I showed the manager a picture of us which I had in my purse of us all together. Not that doesn't prove. I'm sorry, but that doesn't prove your family because you have a picture of all four of you. The shop assistant added, Gemma and I are getting married next year. How can I prove we're a family?" She was going to let us have a family ticket, and I said, "You can stick it up your ass." <laughs> I felt oh, we were being no, that kind of person. I felt we were being discriminated against. The boy said, "Why are they telling us we're not a family? We are a family. <laughs> we are never going back to Orpiston, <laughs> Whatever. <isn't> it's <laughs> <laughs> my favourite line. Of it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, fuck Orpinson. Yeah, yeah, I mean don't tar all of Orpinson. <laughs> I mean.
0: I've never been. No. But Mrs. Giddens said after leaving the bowling alley they went to Tenpin Bexley Heath for their family night. Did they have
1: a repeat before was there? <laughs> no. Oh.
0: But the managing director of Palace Sorry. We've got to get through this. Uh this is just one sentence. But the managing director of Palace Super Bowl, Patrick Duffy, disputes Miss Giddon's version of events. You know who Patrick Duffy is, no? I don't know. Patrick Duffy is an incredibly, fa- incredibly famous, he played Bobby Ewing in Dallas. Oh. And is repeatedly the butt of jokes in South Park, Bobby Ewing. Yeah, no, yeah, no sorry, yeah. Patrick Duffy. And of course, in the rebirth of Dallas, he came back, Patrick Duffy, who's got a great name. But this, this guy is actually called Patrick Duffy.
1: I, I, I doubt it's the same
0: guy. No. He says the company is welcoming all families and says problems only arose because of a language barrier. Mr. Duffy what? says, the mechanic was on the desk and his worry wasn't about the same-sex couple. His worry was that he was going to let two people together to get a cheap deal. He just said, wait a moment, because he didn't want to get into trouble for manipulating the system. And he said he would get the manager because he is just the mechanic. Then what the lady did was go into a tirade of abuse. The lady wasn't refused because of any misunderstanding about her family ticket or her sexuality. She was refused because of the foul language. The managing director added, I'm not being funny here, but she's not the only gay in the village. <laughs> Don't the company has that. gay directors, and the manager of the Elephant and Castle bowling alley is gay. The company promotes same sex couples, and we're very happy because the makeup of the company has its fair share of them. And no Andy Woolsey from gay rights group Stonewall said If true, it's very sad that in 21st century Britain any children should be made to feel their families and welcome to enjoy a fun day out together. Nearly 20,000 children in this country are growing up with brilliant same sex parents who are usually very happy to take their custom to businesses that make them feel welcome and valued. Some comments, right?
1: I, I do like the fact you put a disclaimer, if true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Rudders, twenty six, says Bobby Ewing works in a bowling alley. Jamie D sixty seven says the com- uh, quotes the article the company has gay directors and the manager of the elephant castle bowling alley is gay. The company promotes same sex couples and we're very happy because the makeup of the company has its fair share of them. Jamie says This is what the manager says. Do we think that he stroke she needs a bit of equalities training? Linguistically, he stroke she makes gay people sound like some kind of exhibit at a zoo. Use of the word, in quotes, them, and its emplacement in the sentence underpins a desire on the manager's part to distance and distinguish his stroke herself from gay people. Secondly, did they seek the permission of the manager at Elephant Castle before declaring their sexuality on the website? While this person may be more than happy for it to be known, and well may be very open about it, the decision to declare it in a forum such as this belongs to the Elephant and Castle manager, not the Orpington manager. Fair point. Yeah. lighten up really <laughs> Dr Howard Feelgood says you don't ever <laughs> so, do... <laughs> yeah Dr Howard Feelgood that's good says you don't ever seem to see a good looking lesbian
1: <laughs> let, 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 I'm not going to comment
0: yeah Simon Balls says um, a rather cryptic comment Rob which I'll leave you to decipher he just says quite simply two lesbians go bowling with three holes <laughs> we'll okay. leave hey, that
1: I, hanging I, I don't want to get into shit on this one
0: and now, Rob, to my favourite story okay. of the week here, and maybe for a while actually, I really did enjoy this very much. It's got a great headline, but why shouldn't it? Because it's by Alan Woods, who we know is a top journalist. Drop. Of course, yeah. It's from Monday the fifteenth of July. Now, this was an ongoing story, so I was gonna, I was already gonna report it, but then the um, the trial actually happened, so I right. actually got the full story. <laughs> okay. You ready for the headline?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Actually, I won't read the headline. I'm just going to do the story because right. the, the, the story tells you too much. The headline. Well, we I get that. Okay, right. right. Okay. Enjoy, X. An Italian pervert from Erith. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a stronger than Gambit, isn't it? <laughs> an <laughs> Italian pervert. That, I think, has to be the episode title. Just an Italian pervert. Quite possibly. An
0: Italian pervert from Erith who laughed as a court heard how he tried to lick a commuter's feet. <laughs> <laughs> had the smile wiped off his face when he was jarred for 15 months. <laughs> do you want to know his name, Rod? Go on. Carlos Spigno.
1: <laughs> Carlos Spigno. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to link your feet. Is that, a, is that a, could I? Would you allow me to do this? There's a good quote from him here. Carlos
0: Spigno, 50, of Blythe House, MacArthur Close, arrived at Blackfriars Crown Court for sentencing on July on Friday, July twelfth, dressed in shorts and a yellow Brazilian football shirt. <laughs> it's good court attire. Jurors previously heard how Spigno had rubbed the terrified train passenger's feet, despite her frantic pleas for him to stop. He then lurched forward to lick her ankles and thrust his hand up her skirt. It was only when the woman hit him and threatened to call the police that Spigno ran off, clutching his bottles of wine and brandy. <laughs> what?! <laughs> He insisted the woman had allowed him to fondle her feet, but was convicted of two counts of sexual assault by the jury at Blackfriars Crown Court in June. Spigno had infuriated Judge Peter Clark by turning up an hour late (laughs) for court, and he blamed, in quotes, the wind
1: for (laughs) (laughs) for slowing down his bicycle. But this man is, is a, a legend. legend. Yeah, absolutely. So, Actually, there needs to be a sitcom around this man. He turns up late for an hour and says, the wind slew da- slowed no, down my bicycle. He turns up
0: late in shorts and a Brazilian football shirt And claims that the wind slowed down his bicycle. For a, for a, and it was obviously so strong it slowed him down for an hour. I mean, <laughs> <they haven't... laughs> but he fell silent and clasped his head in his hands when the judge told him an immediate jail sentence would be handed down. The judge said... Spigno is an unhappy individual. He is plainly lonely, and he is plainly looking for company. He has no conception of how devastating his ha- behaviour is towards defenceless women, and he still has no idea. Sentencing is not just on the defendant; it is for society in the sign that sexual assault of any woman or any or anyone, cannot and will not be tolerated by the courts. Judge Clark added, on the train, he thought himself enormously attractive, which was, of course, a judgment that was rather alcohol-fuelled.
1: I was about to say, that's why he did the wine and the brandy.
0: Yeah. She, the victim, said in evidence that he was good-looking, and perhaps that is something that the defendant trades on, because I would not disagree with that description. What he is not is attractive. Spigno did not reach react to the judge's final comments. Oh. His victim, who cannot be named for legal reasons, was travelling on a train towards Charing Cross Station on September fifth. Spigno stumbled into the carriage to sit opposite her and started hurling obnoxious and drunken abuse when she said she was from Wales. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's okay. You, 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 can I, I just want to get a good. It's name a good chat line. He, he, he walks in his carriage with uh, a bottle of brandy in one hand and a bottle of wine in the other, yeah. taking obviously. Alternate alternate swigs from each bowl. Um, sits down the opposite of this woman and oh, uh, she strikes a conversation.
0: Realizes she's from Wales.
1: Starts abusing her and then tries to make up for his wrongs by licking her ankles.
0: Yeah. Um, the the in quotes overt... This is, this is comedy gold. The in quotes overt and sinister touching. <laughs> overt and sinister touching is a good episode. Yeah. To yeah. Know, began after another female passenger left the train. He started to rub her leg around the ankles and mo- then moved towards her skirt. The Italian fled at Waterloo East Station, but was later arrested for the sexual assault. In a statement, the victim said she had been able to return to her job in the security industry since the attack. She said, "It is really not my confidence. All I am able to do is waitressing work. I cannot return." To... <laughs> That's an odd comment. <laughs> Why would waitressing work be easy? I would have thought wait- waitressing work. Would that London...
1: not be more challenging? Because I mean.
0: Stop there, Rob. Um... I cannot return to London, which makes me very sad because I used to live there. <laughs>
1: this doesn't prevent you from doing t- this London okay so.
0: Spigno had a string of previous because London's a big place Sp- but don't start getting misogynistic no I'm not.
1: not getting misogynistic it's a strange comment to make I can't return to London in case an Italian pervert starts licking my ankles again yes
0: Spigno has a string of previous convictions including one in 1992 for indecent exposure when details of the offence are read to the court Spigno began shouting excuse me judge I cannot hear these
1: lies conspiracies <laughs> Seriously, Alex, this, I cannot, this is literally the stuff of comedy gold. Yeah, although it does involve a sexual assault, role. Well, we, we can, we can, it could be a black comedy.
0: Shelley Griffith, defending, said he does admit the offence is his fault, but he does not have a clear understanding of what sexual assault is. <laughs> I'm, I'm it's like Forty Towers. It's like Forty Towers, isn't it? Um, uh, don't mind him, he's from Barcelona. Don't mind him, he's Italian. The idea don't that, mind him, he's a yeah, pervert, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um,
1: but sh- was he on the floor?
0: I don't know Rob
1: the, the, the knee, again this the needs to be more details I'd like to know whether he know. actually sort of slid off the chair onto the floor <laughs> and started and licking her ankles sort of made his way over her ankles
0: clearly he is someone when sober who feels comfortable speaking to females with alcohol he has taken that a number of stages too far um, and Rob I believe there was uh, just one comment here old Nick who just says uh, quite simply imported trash
1: <laughs> what a lovely comment to finish up that's a fantastic story I thought you'd enjoy it
0: Well, oh, Rob. We've just got enough time for our listener story segment of the week. We have. Uh, who is it this week? <laughs> is it? Are we ever going to have one from a new listener? No, don't be daft. Well, one day we will. We, ultimately, yeah. It's done it nothing since. Hey, actually, on that note, um, Parker from. Oh yeah. Where was he from? Uh, he's from Virginia, I think. Yeah, Virginia, of course. Yeah. Parker, we still haven't heard from you. You know, we asked you a while ago if you were okay. We'd we'd really appreciate a response.
1: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Would you like to guess who this is from? there's any right. Craig. No. Shay. No. Nicola. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like By the way, big, we do appreciate ha- you. We do appreciate you listening, so please don't stop. Uh, uh Although, I have to say this point, this is a great headline. We're like one big happy family. Yeah. Or well, relatively small family. Uh It's from the Norwich Evening News. Uh, the story... Hang on a minute. I just want to clarify. They're not... They don't comprise on our listenership. We've got a big listenership. We just don't have that many people who want to submit stories. No, I, I, you raised a good point, actually. Yeah, that's true. Headline. Queen guitarist Brian May says Norwich Freddie Mercury Gorilla Controversy could have been avoided.
0: I'm sorry, <laughs> but Freddie Mercury Gorilla Controversy has to be the episode title. Yep. What? <laughs> That should that's a great name for a, a Queen tribute um, album, Freddie Mercury Gorilla Controversy. That's true. It's yeah, a actually, good name for a band. Full stop.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, the story that's by Peter Walsh. Um, thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, Queen guitarist Brian May said the massive controversy around the removal of the Freddie Mercury gorilla from a Norwich art trail need not have happened if organisers had got permission first. Freddie Radio Go Go Gorilla. Was taken for the plinth outside the forum in Norwich earlier this week. So uh, what is a Freddie Mercury gorilla? Well, i can wait to the end. Fr- okay. Well, to show, uh, do we want to see the picture now? No, I, it, can, I can wait. Okay. Do I, it's up to you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll show you now because you get a good gives you, you know, a better idea.
0: Oh right, so it's a it's a gorilla as a tribute to Freddie Mercury yes and it's sort of dressed as Freddie Mercury it is absolutely hideous whoever thought it's hideous but who would have but what was the connection in the first place between a gorilla and Freddie Mercury I'll come on to that Um, apart from the fact that um, we're descended from apes, Uh,
1: a slightly tenuous connection Um, yeah so he's taken. I'm sure an
0: an evolutionary biologist would agree with
1: you (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying I'm not trying to speak to Darwin's theory by the way uh, that's, that's a whole topic. That's for partially an, true. I think we should save that for Darth Talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd go for it and just and try and refute major scientific breakthroughs. Well, remember that Darwin himself was quite unsure about a lot of it. Yeah, that's true, yeah. I had a, a conversation with a friend about Darwin earlier this week. I'm not sure I mentioned that, but it happened nonetheless. Freddy. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? Uh, Freddy Radio Gar- Gar- Gorilla was taken from the plin. Oh, that's what it was. Um, Darwin was married to the daughter of uh, Wood, uh, Joshua Wedgwood. Who is? Uh, what, uh, of Wedgwood pottery fame. <laughs> Freddie Radio Gar-Gar-Gorilla was taken with the plinth outside. Like you've got a very blank face. Just uh, intrigued to hear the your stimulating conversations you have with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you not have uh, pottery-based conversations with your friends? Not well, once a week. Okay. Radio, <laughs> I'm going to get through this. Radio, sorry, Freddie Radio Gar Gar Gorilla was taken for the plinth outside the Forum in Norwich earlier this week after organisers of Go Go Gorillas, a fundraising art trail, were contacted by Mercury Phoenix Trust, an age charity set up in memory of the iconic Queen Mead singer who died in 1991. The decision caused a storm with some branding it outrageous and petty. I'm just trying to say choice of words. Um, but speaking on his blog... Soapbox, the Queen guitarist said the controversy could have been avoided if of the trail of contact the estate of the iconic singer first. He said the normal way to approach this of course would have been for the event organisers to phone, phone up Freddie's estate and ask for their permission. Permission to what? To have a gorilla that looks like? Yeah. Do you need permission for that? I mean it's a tenuous... I'll come, I'll come on to this. Right. And give their approval on the artwork. Uh, then there would be no argument... No sensation, but then of course the massive controversy around this inflated story wouldn't have happened. <laughs> so they made a legal injunction, the family of Freddie Mercury against this gorilla. Right. So you need to bear in mind. So this is so it's called the, the Mercury Phoenix Trust. Okay. Who apparently contacted this Go Go Gorilla fundraising company? Bumble Seven says Gargal you- Gorilla, isn't it? No no, like no, girl, no 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 no, no, Go Go Gorilla is the name of the company Gaga is the Freddie wo- no, Radio yes. so like they Radio Gaga so they
0: made the tenuous think of we're called Go Go Gorilla so we'll have a Gaga Gorilla that looks like Freddie yeah, like Radio
1: Gaga in a, their song but it's a crap idea yes it is Alex why not have yeah okay
0: why not why not have Gaga Gorilla dressed up as Lady Gaga
1: that's better yeah you should contact this company where would she be based that well, doesn't make a difference probably Norwich now because they're missing one Having just looked at the MPT, as in the Mercury Phoenix Trust website, I see they are holding a dress like Freddie Day in September. You are supposed to wear a stick-on Freddie moustache for the occasion. Presumably, the, all the participants will have their depictions approved by the Trust before venturing out onto the street. Well, <laughs> it is slightly absurd. Yeah. A resident says, who cares? And is this really news? I would rather hear about sheep rustling.
0: Mm. I'd rather hate to hear about sheep rustling. I'd like a sheep rustling story on the... It would the be nice, wouldn't it? Place. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and listeners, if you've got any sheep rustling stories, please send them in. Or, alternatively, go and rustle some sheep and then hopefully we'll get a story out of it. But this is the crux of the story, Alex. Queenie goes a bit further and says, they haven't said anything about it because it's nothing to do with them. Brian is the trustee of the charity and also didn't know about it. If the reporter actually researched this properly, they'd see that Brian clearly stays out. has nothing to do with the, the Phoenix, the, the Mercury Phoenix Trust. Okay. So basically, there was no controversy. It never happened, didn't it? No, the, the Phoenix Mercury trust. They they weren't even aware of it. So who did challenge the Gar-gar gr- gorilla? The dead corpse of Freddie Mercury.
0: On that note, goodbye.
1: <laughs> God bless. <laughs>